Welcome back to the Not Just Bikini Girl podcast. This is your host, Jasmine Jeffrey, and this is part two, technically, of like my mini series all around money because this is something I'm actually working on more and more each day myself because I think this is something, this is quite a limiting belief I have, and I've noticed this around money. And it's something that I guess I want to share with you listening, and hopefully, it will give you girls and guys like a bit of a different perspective and how you can potentially improve your money mindset too. So the reason why I've put both budgeting and the money mindset together, because I think I'm pretty much in a transition phase myself. So I do think there's still an importance of budgeting and saving and seeing, like making the best purchases, but also being aware of the things you say to yourself when it comes to money in general. Like the first question I really want to ask you listening right now is what sorts of things were you taught about money when you were younger? Like I can tell you straight away with mine, we never had enough money. We were always broke, even though in comparison to other people, probably not. I wouldn't say I was like the big, like, you know, we were kind of like lower middle, I would probably say, if I had to really put it out there. But it was always like a stressful thing, an anxious thing. We were always worried about money. And it was always like the topic of conversation. Even when in the supermarkets, I remember trying to pick up like some yogurt and my dad like literally yanked it out of my hand. And I was like, oh, of course you choose the expensive one. Put it down and gave me the value pack. Now, what sort of things do you think have happened within your childhood to formulate the opinions you have around money? Because this is something, especially with my business, I think is a big, big limiter for me. Because a lot of times we, what we're taught as a child about money is what we kind of bring into our adult life. Whether we never feel like we have any control over money, we don't really know what's going on or you feel like you spend money quicker than you get it, um, or you're always, you kind of like a cautious saver because you're worried to spend money because you're worried that it's not going to come back to you. There's loads of different things that kind of kind of play into it. And you see it quite a lot when people talk about competing. So when you're talking about competing with other competitors or other people, and this is a real, real fascinating one if you say to them, oh yeah, you know, I spent £400 on the bikini. They're like, what? How can you spend £400 on a bikini? That's absolutely crazy. And then you look at them and go, you've just spent three grand on a motorbike, for example. I'm talking about my dad. And you see the common theme here. But what someone, like the, the, the perception of expensive is dependent on your priorities and what you, where you prioritise the money. So some people will happily spend loads of money on a car whereas when it comes to their food they'll be like super super frugal and they will never ever get a takeout for example whereas some people are the complete other way I think I'm a bit more like that I don't like on my priorities I don't place a lot of value on a car in terms of like a status symbol or anything like that but I will spend a lot of money well me and my husband will spend a considerable amount of more money on food on supplements so you've really got to catch yourself sometimes when you're talking to other people and what your instant reaction is when they're saying, oh, I've just gone on holiday or I've just 
gone with this coach or that coach and your instant reaction is, oh, that's really expensive. It's all about your priorities and what your beliefs are about money. The more and more I get into it myself, and I think the more and more I speak to other people as well, there's a lot of things like subconsciously we tell ourselves about money, which are really, really limiting. And the differences you can see massively is when you look at the overall perception uh, or attitude towards money in the UK in comparison to the US, I've found. So in the UK, it's kind of not really the done thing to talk about money. If we talk about money, we think that we're bragging. Um, we think that we're showing off or it's like we've been a bit too um, ego-filled. Whereas in America, people are a bit more open to talk about money. They're very, very, it's all about the American dream. So it's really being aware of the stuff you're saying. Even when you go into the supermarket, are you saying, oh, I can't afford that? When it's like maybe like a 30p difference. Are you saying, oh, there's no money in competing or there's no money in online coaching or there's no money in what I really want to do. So what's the point? Those little things you're saying, you're literally telling your brain, that's the truth. And actually, is it the truth? Is it really the truth? Could you afford to get a large cost done instead of a small? Could you afford to go for that coach instead of the other one or an opposing coach instead of that one? Could you afford to get free packages of that posing coach in comparison to only getting one it's all those little things you've really got to check yourself on and it's something that I've really really had to do quite a lot especially more with the business side of things as well a lot of what we think about ourselves and the value and the I guess like the self-confidence or what we yeah what we think about ourselves so I was making sure I was saying the right thing there what we think about ourselves and what we say to ourselves can really, really come out in different ways. And I found that with money. I would always get budget stuff, like constantly, like really constantly. And I really, really had to think about it and go like, why do I always do that? Like, why do I always panic and like get the cheapest thing or try and save money here, try and save money there? And I was like, well, growing up, it was always kind of told to me, like within my environment that you had to hold on to your money because it could go within two seconds and you might not make money. And it's always like panic, like stresses, always worrying that we're not going to have money and always thinking that, oh, you can't spend it on that. You can't spend it on that. You can't, what, how, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? And when I really had to think and go, well, a lot of times I think it was like, oh, you, I think when I, my dad used to do that with me when I was younger, I kind of think to myself, well, like, why can't I get, the 50p yogurt instead of 30p and I think sometimes I remember saying to my mum actually once I was like does dad think I not deserve the, the 50p yogurt have I done something wrong and it's so powerful those those things that happen when you're a child can really really play into you now like so so much like do you find it sometimes when you you spend money on competing and it's like oh as if you just spent money on that it really doubt, makes you doubt yourself and go, well, well God, yeah, why, why am I doing that? And it's like, no, you're spending, like, you, it's your, in the day, your money is yours to spend how and what you choose, or how you please. How you spend your money depends on your values, your knowledge about money, I would say in finances, and what you value about yourself and what your values are, if that makes sense. 
This isn't to say to start going absolutely on a baller mission, but it's just to really be mindful of the choices you're making with your purchases and why you're making them. Are you saving money on that thing because you want to save money? Or are you going for the cheap option because you think, oh, I'm only really worth that? Subconsciously, are you really thinking that? That's something I've really had to work on. And not over-worrying. I think I'm quite a warrior when it comes to money. And it's something that I have really tried to work on. And I'll leave a link to this Instagram lady, um, Sarah, I can't remember her last name for the life of me. But she has a really, really great book about money and mindset. And I went on one of her courses as well, actually, one of her group ones. And it was only four weeks. And it was like, it was so eye-opening to think about, yeah, like, I don't, I always kind of spend like cheap things. And doesn't that sometimes spending cheap doesn't make you feel good about yourself? And it was one big thing she said about was like up-leveling your life. Like if you can up-level your life in little ways, the money you shy, it really, really has a big impact on your self-esteem, the way you go about your day, the way you feel, and then the results you get. So little things that I was doing in terms of up-leveling, I would sometimes, this sounds so silly when I say it, but hopefully people can actually relate to this. When I go into Costa sometimes, um, maybe about a year and a half, over a year and a half ago maybe, I'd always get the small, I'd always get an Americano, I'd actually know I'll lie to you, I would always get a small filter coffee. Why would I do that? Because it's the cheapest one. Even though I didn't really think much about it, I was like, hmm, is buying the small, the cheapest drink at Costa, what's that going to subconsciously say to my brain and me? I was like, hmm, what if I just bought like a small black Americano? <laughs> it sounds so silly, but one of the tasks I had to do was up-leveling your life in little minutiae ways. It's not a case of spending crazy money on a new wardrobe. It's just doing little things here and there. So I started buying a medium Americano at Costa. And I was like, oh, well, that, that, nothing, nothing, nothing happened. I've still, you know, I've spent maybe 30p more, but nothing, nothing's gone wrong, if that makes sense. Sometimes we do certain things because we think the world's going to end subconsciously. We know rationally it's not going to end, but subconsciously we, we struggle to find that difference. And once I've noticed that, I was like, ah. <laughs> and I left Costa feeling, you know, like I accomplished something. I'm quite good about myself. And... I've started doing that a lot more with little things here and there. Again, I don't do it on everything, don't get me wrong. I still have very firm beliefs that you shouldn't spend like a dickhead. But it's just treating yourself. And it all comes back down to self-esteem and self-confidence. And like, you owe it to yourself to go for a sugar-free coffee if you want to, instead of a plain one. And not worrying about that extra 25p. Because long-term, it really does show you that like, Yes, money goes, but money comes back. And it's trying to give more freely. Like sometimes the more and more you hold on to things, they say this about like money and just in life. Sometimes the more and more you hold on to things, the worse it gets. I think I was finding that within myself. There's no logic to that, but it's very much like law of attraction and all that sort of thing. But I really do think the more I was trying to hold on to money, the worse it was actually like financially for me. So the more I started up level those little things, 
getting watermelon instead of raspberries. Like, this is really crazy, but I hope someone can relate to it. Like, sometimes you make choices, you're like, why have I just gone for that when I didn't actually want that? I wanted that. You've really got to catch yourself, and especially with competing, why have I just gone for this thing instead of that thing? Why have I gone for that cheaper coach instead of the other coach? Because sometimes spending cheaply sometimes costs you more. I've learned that a lot more recently, especially with the house. Whenever I've bought something which is way too cheap, I've ended up spending twice on it. And I'm like, well, that was bloody pointless. (laughs) But it's that instant, oh my God, money. Like, it's that instant reaction we have to stuff sometimes that can cost us more money in the long run. So I really, really want to push you girls and guys to go over to her Instagram account and buy her book as well. Again, I don't think it's that expensive. But even then, I just say, don't think it's that expensive. Like, time to justify things. Are you constantly having to justify things or saying oh, it's too expensive, I can't afford that, or I can never get that. If you're saying that to yourself, that's a really, really, really powerful negative thing, potentially. So when it comes to like your competing journey or even outside of competing, it's not limiting yourself straight away, thinking, oh, I can't afford that right now. You could afford that at some point, not maybe not right now, but it's the difference between saying, I can't afford that or I can't afford that right now, but I'm gonna be putting X amount away every single week in order to get that. Same with the bikinis. I remember looking at them going, oh, I can never, I can't afford a, a full one. What happens when I say, hmm, bit quick, oh, like it's, it's curiosity. I think curiosity is really, really important because it's being curious going, hmm, what if, what if I could afford that? How would I, how, that's the big one there. How would I go about affording that? Maybe timing it with your birthday, getting your family to buy you that instead of something else, or saving money here and there. I think it's not a case of being either a a full-on frugal budgeting maniac or a baller, crazy, spend money, don't have any concepts of it. I think it's really navigating within those two spaces and being able to play on both sides. Because then that's when I think you find your groove and what your values are of money and what you're happy with. One thing that everyone will kind of relate um, if you follow on the compact page. Does anyone remember last year when I gave away free coffee? There was two reasons why I did that. Actually, lie. It's probably more than two reasons. But I'll go through the reasons why I decided to give free coffee for a day. It was during... The idea came to me... Well, actually, I had the idea years ago years ago at an old marketing company I worked for. And I said to them, why don't we give, and it was something slightly different, but it kind of, it all kind of came into fruition back together. I remember saying to the company, why don't we give like at Christmas, why don't we create a really cute coffee cup, like a limited edition, real pretty coffee cup with all the prints and all that stuff, because it was all about prints at that company. So why don't we give a free one in every single order? Or we give a free coffee or something like that. They're like, oh, I can't do that. It's too expensive. That was all... I got shut down automatically and going, oh, it's, way, it's too expensive. Couldn't, couldn't, can't afford that in the budget. I was like, oh, okay. And then I remember a couple of weeks later, my manager came back to me and went, I still like your idea. So we're going to do something different with it. We're going to do... We're still going to do the coffee cup, but they have to spend a certain amount. And I was like, okay, that works, cool, whatever. But then it was during this four-week course that I did with this Sarah woman, And it was basically giving money freely, giving it freely and not worrying about it. 
And I was thinking when I was developing the mug idea, I was like, oh, it'd be quite cool to like, you know, because I knew about this e-Costa card thing. I thought, oh, it'd be quite cool to do that. My instant reaction, because I had this idea in July, I was like, oh, I don't know if I'll be able to afford that. Oh, right. That was my instant reaction. And then when this four-week course came about, I was like, right, this is a perfect bloody way to test my, uh, test my progress with my mindset towards money. I was like, I'm going to go with that idea because I love that idea. And I think it's such a unique thing. I've never seen anyone do it before. And I know that everyone is feeling rubbish at the moment. And I know it will make so many people happy. That is the way I framed it in my head. So I think I whacked, people ask like how much money I put on it. I think I put like 100, something like that, 100, 150, something like that. And the reaction was like crazy, really, really crazy. And like, <laughs> sounds silly. I still remember 7.30 going, I was panicking that my e-card weren't working, right? So I went down to Costa at 7.30 because I thought, right, Google says it's open at 7. I can go in. It starts at 8 that I'm going to do this campaign. What happens? I'm standing outside Costa until eight o'clock because it doesn't open till eight because of COVID restrictions. But anyway, I'm standing there. I was like, good on me. Like, good on me for actually doing this and pushing myself. And that sounds so silly, again, because it's about money. But these little breakthroughs you have around inside and outside the sport can really, really push you further and you don't even realise, but it's kind of telling your subconscious where the direction is and what mindset you want to go to and what vision you want to push towards. I feel like I've gone on a massive tangent, but it really, it all come. I don't think you can really talk about business, money, fitness, food, like anything in life without it all sinking in, into one. I've really, really found that actually, especially last year, but... When it comes to your own competing experience, be mindful. Are you, are you limiting yourself with your purchases because you're thinking, oh, I can give that a crack? Or if you've got the mindset of, oh, but like, what, what, what if, what if my, like, my money goes down the drain? Some, it's, it's so, it sounds so mad. And if you would have told me this last year, it would have been like, oh, you are talking absolute bollocks. But... It's the law of attraction. I really do think there's a mixture between logical reasoning as to why things happen and some magical law of attraction stuff where it all kind of comes into fruition. Because me up-leveling myself in these little ways hasn't made my money go down the drain. It's actually helped me get a better understanding and feel more in control with my money. Because I would say probably a few years ago, I didn't feel like that. And I'd like, I would never look at my bank account because of crazy weird stuff that I was told to me when I was younger and I did not realize the impact it was having so I hope this episode and the episode before is going to have a lot for you to reflect on a lot for you to think about and hopefully you can budget better up level better and feel better and do better because that's what it's all about really it's feeling better in order to do better and to work towards what we really really want in life so any questions or anything that you want me to cover in more detail or anything like that please do let me know and I hope to see you all in the next episode